everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Apologetically Me. I'm Maggie. I'm Wanda. And we're here with part two of Maggie and Wanda are dating. We're going to be joined by special guest Kathy, and we're going to be talking about during and after the relationship. I don't have a lot of experience, but Wanda and Kathy do. So hopefully they give a lot of insight. Not a lot. I'm sorry. I didn't mean like you guys are like hoes and like go through relationships like crazy. I just, you know, like I I don't know what it's like for an official one. Also, that's okay as well. Feel free yeah, to go through totally as many fine. relationships as you want. Yeah, no big deal. But I will call Nick on this podcast and be like, hey, let's do a big breakup right now. <laughs> JK, I will not be doing that. That's, I think that's toxic. Anyways, let's move on. Wanda, tell the people what you got going on. Okay, so I guess my update this week is that I have unofficially, officially been accepted into the PhD program that I've applied for. I've not told Maggie this yet because I was waiting for the podcast to tell her. So this is the real genuine reaction. Oh my God. Congratulations. This is insane. With Dr. Wanda. Yeah, it is coming to life. Oh my God. Congratulations. Holy shit. You're Dr. Wanda. Yeah, so I've now instituted a rule where everyone close to me has to call me a uh, doctor. But, um, you know, if I ever become an actual academic, I'm not going to make any of my students call me doctor because I think that's kind of like a weird power trip. Because you're cool. You're the cool doctor. I don't like I don't know if you had this too, but like the ones like the professors that like introduce themselves as their name and they're like, like, just feel free to call me by my first name. Those were always the professors oh, yeah, that I yeah. respected more. You're right. You're right. Damn. Congratulations. This is exciting. Thank you. How, do, how does your mom feel? Is she over the moon? Um, yeah, she was like way happier than I was because she did not think I was going to get accepted because um, <laughs> she like, I think she like overinterpreted a tone in an email or something. And she was like, oh, my God, you're not going to get in. It's just it's like going to be a hassle all this stuff you have to take a master's program all over again and etc etc but now she's like i can't wait until you get your official offer i'm going to screenshot it and post it on to my wechat moments and so i can brag about you i'm like mom please so cute you're my most educated friend yeah i am now the most well i will be the most educated person in my family damn this is exciting this is a lot of school how long is the program it is you have three years to finish it. So it's not that long. I won't be 30 when I graduate. My program is a lot shorter, which is like kind of the reason why I chose like the University of Guelph part of it. Tiny bit. What is your update for this week? My update is um, I, I honestly like, don't have any updates. Oh, I have a really busy like month coming up, like almost every weekend I'm doing something, which is like pretty insane for me. I'm I'm proud of this. Um, my pimples and stuff. My update. Uh, they have gotten a little bit better. Um, I am not crying over them anymore. Maybe I was just feeling emotional. Um, but I am. I'm a little over it. I'm still sad about it. It's not great. Not a great look for me. But you know what? We're we're trenching through. Every day gets a little bit better, Maggie. That's, That's a my good update. Attitude. That's a great <laughs> attitude too. I mean, I have to be. I can't be like, hey, guys, I fucking hate myself. I want to peel my skin off. <laughs> I feel like that's not the vibe we want on this podcast. <laughs> um, what's your beef or crush of the week? Okay, so I just uh, I just got the beef today. Um, hot and fresh off the 
oven. (laughs) Anyways, um, we went specifically for 9 p.m. because that's when Milestones has their happy hour. And me, I love cheap drinks. Me loves a happy hour. So we go, we specifically wait till we get seated at like 8.54. We specifically wait to order at 9.04 so that we can get happy hour. And then, so we got drinks and everything. And then like Jordan ended up paying for the bill um, entirely because uh, like we (laughs) congratulated Parabi, I guess. Um, uh, It was like a like an eight dollar drink <laughs> but anyways it's the thought that counts what ended up happening though was i didn't get to see the bill even though i normally like take a look at it just because i've had a few occurrences where things have not added up properly or like things have been added to it by accident anyways i just like to I, like i like to look at the bill i like to see it itemized and everything this is the one time that i didn't and i didn't pay so i didn't look at all This morning, I woke up, I started thinking about it. I was like, I saw how much after tip it was. And I did some math and I know how much like Jordan normally tips. I'm like, this is like, there's no way that he tipped $15 on like a $40, like less than $40 um, meal. So I'm like, wait a second. I did the math and they did not charge us the happy hour prices. They charged us normal pricing for uh, the drinks and stuff. So like, even though it was just like a six, seven dollar difference, it's about the principal. And mm. I'm upset about it because it. like we just sus- we specifically waited for it. Okay, what's your beef? Um, so my beef is well, let me paint you a picture. So I was at Gabby's belated birthday party yesterday. Um, and her cousins decided to say, I mean, no, everyone was very nice, very welcoming, like they were like they made me feel like I was one of them like honorary Filipino but they said that when I smile I look like Chris Aquino and this is the daughter of the late Filipino senator quickly look this up we will put a picture in it but they said that when I smile I look like Chris Aquino and I looked up Chris Aquino and this lady is 50 years old and I was like what the hell you think I look like a 50 year old like did I do something to you guys let me smile now for reference wait no that was a bad smile (laughs) <laughs> that was a bad smile too okay, oh but she's pretty okay she's 50 so like keep that in mind when evaluating how pretty she is like she looks she looks like someone who could be on empire bling yeah she looks like a crazy rich Asian. yeah which like con- kind of a compliment is it she looks like old what we could do is we could uh photoshop your smiles just your smiles next to each other and see let's let's see how it looks i will not be doing that for us i think it's the smile lines i think that's what it is like everyone has smile lines but that's my beef because she's 50 years old and i'm not 50 i'm 25 guys i'm half that age if we think back to a few episodes ago where people kept on confusing maggie and her mom as sisters are you trying to say that i look 50 no i'm just saying that it's not the first time this has happened to you (laughs) interesting um but it's cute though because gabby's other cousins i asked them like hey how old do you guys think i am oh because the one girl so the one girl is like eight years old and she was like, hey, I don't know if you had this like back in your day, like in school for math, but my math is like really hard. I don't know if like your math is the same. And I was like, what? Like, I feel like your math and my math is probably the same. And she's like, oh, you learn about the metric system and everything, like how to do like how to convert like inches and centimeters and centimeters to meters. And I was like, yes, we learned this too. 
And he's like, oh, I don't know why. It's just like so hard right now. So I don't know if you'd had to do this too, like back in your day. And I was like, how old do you think I am? Like, if you had to guess. And she was like, um, I think you're like 20. And then the other girl was like, I think you were 18. And I was like, you know what? I'll take this as a compliment. I don't know if he's just saying that to get on my good side, but I am 25. Yeah. Did you think that you use like an abacus or something? <laughs> okay, we are back with our favorite guest. One of our favorite guests, Kathy. <laughs> no, everyone else, we love everyone else too. But, you know, Kathy's one of our favorites. Um, Kathy, um, what's new? Tell the people like what you got going on. Um, well... You know, Ontario's opening up lockdown-wise, and I feel like I just went on a staycation. We went to an escape room and a restaurant. Today to the beach. I, world's opening up. Feels good. You look pretty tan right now. Maybe it's the lighting, but, like, you no. look tanned. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We just got back from a trip to BC as well. Woohoo! Yeah. And also, you are, you are graduated now, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. I just and- graduated. And so you're basically full-fledged lawyer. You will be starting your career in a few days, a month? Yeah, in a few weeks. Uh, still in the licensing process, but it's one step closer. Damn. Listeners, we got some educated ladies up in here. I am the most uneducated one here, but you know what? It's all good. Okay, so this episode, we're going to be talking about during the relationship and after the relationship. We got some experts in here. They're going to share their point of views and life experiences with us so that we can learn from their mistakes and they can share their wisdom with us. I don't know. I'm sure everyone has some mistakes. I didn't mean to say like you always make mistakes. (laughs) I, for example, have not gone through this, the after part of it. And I would love to know like what it's like. Like, how do I cope in everything? All the feelings you go through. What am I going to expect? Fingers crossed I don't, but like, you know, you don't know what could happen. Anyways, before I make matters worse, let's talk about during the relationship. Okay, so in your opinion, what is, I guess, the best stage in the re- during the relationship? It's kind of a vague question, I realize this, but I mean like the, the early stages, the mid stages, towards the end, like what, like what stage during the relationship is the best? I don't, I don't know if that makes sense. But, but Kathy, tell me, tell me what you think. Well, I remember in the last episode, uh, you two touched on the honeymoon stage. And I think that's a really exciting part of it with anyone new that you're dating, where you're just learning new things about the other person. You're still on the discovery page. And uh, everything is new and interesting and you're just enriching each other's lives with these fun new facts. And it's like a new friend that you want to like tell everything to and you want to learn from them. That's actually a good friend. What do you think, Wanda? Yeah, uh, my favorite is near the end. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I just thought that was hilarious that that was one of the stages that you brought up. Like, who's going to say that that's their favorite part? Their favorite part is when we broke up. (laughs) Yeah, like right before the breakup. Best time of my life. (laughs) But um, I think my favorite is like the middle. So like um, I mentioned this last uh, episode and um, at Nicholas for calling me out on it uh, and saying, why don't I like getting to know people and why don't I like the stage? I do like it. It's just not my favorite. 
Um, I like it when they already know everything about me. They like my likes, dislikes, and all that stuff. We've settled into like a comfortable rhythm. Um, and like while it's like it's not the honeymoon stage, which is also really fun and interesting, I think it's more like real life. Like it feels such that they've formed a spot in your life already. Like they fit into your life and like you have all of those things figured out and everything. And like, I think that's why, like I'm a very scheduled person and maybe that's why I like it the best because it's the most like, I don't know, known. Maybe. I some context. Nick today was like, oh, hey, yeah, I listened to some of your podcasts last week. Um, and there was a part where Wanda says she doesn't like the getting to know you stage. And I feel like that's <laughs> super weird. <laughs> and at first, and he was like, I feel like that's kind of weird. Like, don't you want to get to know the other person? Like, you just be like, I'm not going to tell you anything about me. You have to figure it out yourself. <laughs> like, he has some beef to pick with you. But I thought that was kind of funny. I do like learning about new things. I, I feel like I need to stress this. It's not that I don't like learning about, like, each and every one of you and, like, whoever I'm dating. Like, I still do enjoy that. I'm just saying it's not my favorite part of the relationship. Okay, this is fair. Okay, well, I'm like pretty new to all of this. I'm only like three, almost four months into like my first official adult relationship. So I would say I'm going through the motions right now. I think like the best part of it is I think getting to know the person. And maybe it's like, okay, no, it's like, yeah, it's like kind of getting to know them and then having it kind of like come up in little ways where it's like they remember like the little things about you or like you remember the little things about them where it's like, oh, sweet, they remembered. I'm not just talking to a wall. Is the bar low here, ladies? <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, it's very comfortable. I mean, you know, Wong Fu Productions has that famous skit called Strangers Again, mm-hmm. where they outline kind of artificially, but generally the few stages of a relationship and the comfortable one in the middle is what I think we're talking about where it's like they know your schedule and you know theirs and it's mm-hmm. it's just uphill it seems like it's just gonna be uphill from then on you haven't worked on anything substantive and it's like everything's great it's always gonna be great um yeah yeah that that short thing i've watched that so many times <laughs> i i am going to follow that word by word for my relationship probably <laughs> don't <laughs> and poorly Okay, what would you guys say? I mean, I guess we already answered this, but the worst part. I know what Wanda is saying, I guess. Like, the beginning stages is the worst part. No, I did not oh. say that. Basically, what you said last episode. Okay, you were like, the, the beginning no. stages is kind of the worst. Like, the when you're, like, your routine's all messed up and, like, you're trying to get to know each other. No, the worst part is the, like, the right before the after. Like, the point where you're, like, in your mind, you know that you're going to break up with someone and you're just, mm-hmm. like figuring out how to do it and I guess we'll talk about that a little bit later but that is like the worst part when you know that you don't like or love this person anymore and you're still spending time with them it's like the internal turmoil the stress the anxiety of all that stuff like that's the worst part for me Kathy would you agree yeah I guess it differs if you're gonna be the one breaking up or the other person is plotting that and you're not aware (laughs) like that would be different I guess I'll talk about the other situation where you're kind of blindsided. And I think if you're that person, then the worst stage is where you're trying to like salvage something that has already finished. It's like on its way out the door and you're just like, what can I do to fix this? But you can't. 
And it's it sucks knowing that the beginning of the end is the worst part. Maggie? I I don't know. I, I don't really have... I haven't gone through it. I can only say from my own experience, I think the worst part is like the getting... It's like the very first part, like before you even enter the relationship because you're stressed out. And I already said that kind of last episode, but I was stressed out the whole time. I was like, do you even like me? What's going on here? And why do you, why do you take so long to message me back? What's going on? Are you okay? Am I okay? Why am I so stressed <laughs> out? <laughs> but um, I'll keep you guys updated. Ideally not, I guess. Like, <laughs> we, like we hope yeah. for the best for you. Yeah. yeah. Next week. This is the worst part of the relationship. <laughs> so what about meeting the parents? What What's that always been like for you? Was that always like awkward, tense, like enjoyable? How do you approach it? Let's start with you, Kathy. This is something that I didn't realize before I met my current partner's parents, but bring a gift, you know? <laughs> Think about the fact that you should uh, present your you know your presence is not always the only presence that's there you should bring something I think it's different if you're meeting the parents uh if you're a university student versus if you have a career established um so if you're younger I think you can get away with just being like hey but when you're older just kind of it's kind of like a job interview not that formal but you should um put yourself together put your best foot forward and just try to get to know them oh that's funny because I remember talking to you and I was like getting nervous about meeting like my boyfriend's mom and you were like oh my god bring a gift no matter what bring a gift and I was like oh my god I baked something but it's not that good I don't know what to do and you were like "Mm, then maybe don't do it (laughs) how did it go when you well they really liked it good your baked good (laughs) or you (laughs) <laughs> you did end up bringing the baked good i did yeah okay. i took kathy's advice yeah what about you wanda so i okay um i guess i have a funny story here but my ex uh that i was with for three years i never met their parents because i have an aversion to meeting parents i had a bad experience i guess when i was little um Oh, I guess I can tell the story. Um, it was like grade eight. I was hanging out with someone and like their friend. Um, we went to his house and like because he had a pool and everything and like his mom was home and everything. And like at that time, like uh, I guess like I had a Playboy bikini. It was just a black bikini with like a Playboy on it. And like I was like just swimming in it in the pool and stuff. And then like um, we had fun. I left. And the next day he texted me being like, hey, like my mom thinks that you're like a slut, a whore because like um, you wore like a Playboy bikini and she thinks that's super inappropriate and everything. And I was like, what? Why would he tell you that first of all? Yeah. I mean, weird. it wasn't like he wasn't a great person. I don't I actually don't know. I don't remember anything about him. But um, I remember that story. And then from that moment on, I hated meeting parents because I was just so scared that they were going to judge me immediately and harshly. Um, and also because like I have this thing of being like an extroverted person, I feel like I have to talk more and like be impressive versus someone who has more of like an introverted type of um I guess personality then they're like it's okay if they're quiet but like I just can't stand quiet I also don't like small talk so basically all of these reasons <laughs> are uh why I didn't end up meeting my ex-parents um I can't believe I got away with that for three years yeah what the hell for three <laughs> years holy shit yeah it was fortunate that uh his parents lived very far away from Toronto so um they didn't really come 
in often. He didn't really go back often. Um, I don't know. It was a very big anxiety point for me because eventually it got to the point where it just became too late to meet the parents. <laughs> and then I was like, oh God, like, I don't, like, what am I supposed to say when they're like, why didn't you come over for the last two years or something? <laughs> um, but I did uh, meet Jordan's parents and that one I freaked out a lot, a lot about too, but he was like very reassuring about it. I was like, oh my God, I need to bring a gift. And then like it was kind of like last minute like I didn't know that I had to meet them so I was like um I was at the university working like as a research assistant then and he told me like midway through the day and I was like oh my god I don't have a gift like what do I get like how can I get something so last minute and then he's like don't worry about it like it just you don't need to bring anything like we have everything set up already I'm like but like I can't go empty-handed and like I ended up going empty-handed but I did feel good about it so I totally 100% agree with the gift thing, like just something small um, or whatnot. Like, it's just like, I don't know. Is that Asian? Like, is that the, like, is that the Asian in me that's a, that feels like that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, it's usually like, even when you're invited to like a party or something, like the stereotype for Asian is like you bring something. Yes. Mm-hmm. And never have I ever, when she goes over to uh, Ben's party in the first season, she brings him like taffy or chocolate or something like that because she's like my mom told me to never show up empty-handed I agree with that yeah. but it's it's weird though because like when Nick was meeting my mom he was like oh my god I don't, I don't have anything oh this was after okay so let me back up so basically when I met his mom I was like no I need to like bring something so I didn't want to meet her we both had like weird anxiety about meeting each other's parents we're like is this too soon we're moving too fast ah so basically I finally met his mom and then I brought something. I was like, oh, good. I'm glad I have a gift. And he's like, fudge, I didn't bring something for your mom. And I said, oh, no, like, don't worry about it. It's, not, it's like no big deal. Just like bring yourself. That's all she would want. But I'm like, for me, I'm like, no, I have to bring a gift to your mom. So it's like, it's a weird thing. Weird double standard. Mm-hmm. So basically, um, there was like one year where it was like Christmas and Jordan asked me if he should uh, bring my parents anything for Christmas because he was dropping by. And I was like, oh. Like no one's ever thought about that before. So I was like, okay, like, I guess you can get like a 50, like, or like, I I forget what it was, but it's just like a gift certificate to like a local restaurant that they like both really enjoy. So he like ends up giving this, uh, my dad, the card being like, Hey, Merry Christmas. My dad never opens the card for some reason for a couple of days. And then I go ask my mom and I was like, Hey, like, did you like see the card? My mom's like, no. And my, I go to my dad. I was like, where's the car? And he's like, oh, it's just in the drawer and stuff. And I was like, did you open it? And he's like, no, not yet. So I finally got them to open it. And then my mom like freaked out because she's like, oh, my God, he got me a gift. And like, and she was like, I didn't get him anything back. And she's like, Wanda, like, what, what do I do? Like, what, what gift do I get him? It's Christmas. Like, you have to help me. I'm like, I, I don't know. He doesn't want anything right now. And she, I was like, just appreciate the gift. And she's like, no, 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 no cue two years of her bothering me literally every single time there was any kind of special occasion holiday or whatever being like hey like have you thought of a gift yet is is there anything that he wants is there anything that he wants I'm like I don't I I don't know nothing like I don't know but like finally two years later last Christmas (laughs) we were finally able to get him something and my mom's like "Ah, I feel at peace now I can finally rest. And um, and then she was like, please never get me a gift again. Wow. That's dedication. I understand the emotions. It's like you you like you don't feel reciprocated, you know? It's like mm-hmm. inequality now. Um, yeah, I was gonna say that 
with regards to meeting the parents, if they don't invite you to meet their parents, I think that's a big sign and you should not take that lightly. Um, yeah, Wanda's situation reminded me of that. So, yeah. <laughs> that's that's a really good point. So me and Nick, so I think like he had brought up first meeting his mom. And he's, well, it was kind of like, he kind of like threw it on me like halfway through our day. He was like, oh, like you need to use the bathroom. Like, let's go back to my house. Like, you'll have to see my mom though. Like you can say hi and meet her. And I was like, oh my God, it looks so gross right now. I'm not like in the mindset. I don't have a gift for her. So I didn't say anything. And I was like, uh, okay. I feel like you really want me to. And he's like, okay, you're not comfortable with it. We don't have to. And then our next date, we get to use the bathroom. And and I was like, oh, we can go back to my house, use the bathroom. By the way, um, you'll have to say hi to my mom. Like, you'll meet my mom and everything. And then he kind of freaked out. He's like, oh, my God, I'm not ready. I'm dressed so poorly. Oh. And yeah, so that went back and forth until we finally were like, okay, I think we're in a good spot in our relationship. Let's meet the mom. But then he met my mom first. And that was, like, kind of awkward with my mom. For some reason, I don't know. My mom was being awkward that day. And then um, I met I met his mom. No, it took it took me a while to meet his mom because his mom was always feeling under the weather and she got her COVID shot and everything. And then my mom was like, oh, have you met his mom yet? And I said, no. And she said, oh, if he, if you introduce him to the parents, he hasn't introduced you to the parents. That means he's not taking a relationship seriously. You should be careful here. And I was like, mom, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Good advice though. I, I agree. But yeah. Thanks for keeping an eye out for me, mom. I've never actually I don't know I don't like I don't know of anyone who's been in that situation where they're like oh like I never invited them to meet my parents like I was invited I just said no or like I try to get out of it as much as possible I feel like it's for I think the very first time meeting them is awkward but then afterwards Mm -hmm. I feel like it's for the best like I want them to be part of my life like I want them to know how my family works so that they can be like oh yeah I I totally understand your point of view after you pass the honeymoon stage where you're being your authentic self there's still parts of you that you like don't show to your partner Mm -hmm. so when they meet your family it does allow them to get to know you from different perspectives you know for better or for worse that's actually a really great point too like at what like how many months in would you say like your true self comes out during the relationship um to you kathy actually it's uh before i started dating kim most of my relationships have been uh like around six months in duration so I think that six months is a, is a pretty important time period because once you pass that for me personally it's like I'm invested like this is the real deal um but before that it's like you can be on your best behavior what about you Wanda I have no idea I think it really depends on the person like I really want to say like I think like after three months like if you're not all like 80 90 percent your authentic self i think like you there's something like not wrong but it's just like i think you should uh try harder to be yourself <laughs> like I, I i don't know like become more comfortable like i i like this is not tangible advice but um like i think it's like you want to get as comfortable as you can as fast as possible because like comfort is also the indicator of like something that's good and long lasting um kind of thing and like to Kathy's point with like the six months and everything like I always thought that if 
I like made it past a year in a relationship. That was it. That was the like relationship that was like, this is like the end. I'm never going to date again. And um, it wasn't like that. And now I do have like weird, I guess, like insecurities about like, what if it does fail like six, seven years from now? Like, what do I do then? Like, how will I ever know kind of thing? And that's like, that's terrifying for me. I was thinking that the same like the other day too, I was like, how will you really know when the relationship ends? Like, think about John Hamm, his previous partner he was with for like 12 years. How how do you know for people that long? Like what? I don't, I don't want to waste like 12 years. Of, not waste, I guess, but like you got to start over. Like I'll be old. I won't be as funny. I won't have like perky boobs. Like, you know? <laughs> I think you'll be funnier in 12 years. Yeah. He's you think my boobs will be perkier too? <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> you'll only be like yeah. almost 40. Like if you don't have kids, oh, you'll God. be okay. <laughs> oh God. When I become my true authentic self is maybe about three months into a relationship. No, I think I have this weird thing though where I feel like I'm not always my authentic self with every single person. Like I feel like I'm always hiding like a little bit of myself. And, like, and I, I think everybody does though. Right, yeah. That's what I'm like, I don't know. It's like there's a definitive timeline but i will say for now i am maybe 80 percent there i think he hasn't seen the worst side of me yet <laughs> what is like the worst side of you would you say i, I think the worst side is when i have like conflict and stress in my life hmm actually i don't know maybe we have to like tackle like a an obstacle together mm. i feel like that will oh the stress test that's what you're talking about wanda we have to go on vacation together oh <laughs> I mean, you that kind of are, will be this coming weekend. It's a local vacation. Does that count? It's the step forward. So if I come back, still, still in a relationship, we pass the mini stress test. <laughs> Have you started packing it? Has he started packing it? Kathy, please. <laughs> it's literally still the weekend. Yes, but you know, oh, yeah. longtime listener. <laughs> she knows. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah. what about meeting the friends how did you guys find that was that better or worse than meeting the parents oh my god meeting friends is actually such a big indicator you know my previous uh partners when I meet their friends there's always a couple that's like why <laughs> like why are you like this and why do you associate with this person uh I think meeting the friends can be almost as intimidating as meeting the parents especially if um, your partner has been with that group of friends for like their whole lives or a large part of their lives. It's important to meet both sides of friends. I think my philosophy of relationships, uh, a big thing is balance, you know, and it doesn't have to be like equal, equal, but it has to be balanced. Like you meet some of their friends, they meet your friends. Yeah. I enjoy meeting friends. What about you, Wanda? I think it's way less stress inducing for me, but I also think it's like a very good indicator of like, if something's going to last, like if you uh, like their friends, I guess, like you don't need mm -hmm. to love them. You, they don't need to become your best friends, but like you should at least like, like them kind of thing. And you don't mind hanging out with them, but at the same time, you should also be willing to like bring them around your friends. Like not necessarily that you need your friends approval of them, but more so of like, um, because if you hang out with your friends a lot and like, you never want to bring your partner around them, like, I think that's something that's just like, like, why not? Like, are they mm -hmm. like, 
not jiving with your friends? Like, are you embarrassed of them? Like, what is there's like something wrong there? Um, I was very fortunate, I guess, this time that I met friends before, like when we were still friends. So like I knew everyone already and I didn't have to like re-meet the friends, I guess. And kind of like same for him because like there were a few times where he's already met some of my friends just on like separate occasions. So like because there was not that like anxiety in the relationship aspect of it as well, it was like a lot easier and a lot less like nerve-wracking. I think I've only started recently bringing him around. I think like you met him in July, Wanda? Like this month or June, late June. When did things open? Yeah, it was around the time like Ontario started opening up. That was when we we had a double date and he met you guys first. Yeah. And I really appreciate it. I think you and Jordan were like super sweet, like your usual casual extroverted self with him. And that like made things really easier. Um, yeah, shout out to you guys, you and Jordan. Um, but I feel like meeting the friends is good I think because I think meeting like your friends are a reflection of who you are you know like you really want to make sure that they're surrounding themselves with good people I mean they don't have to be like good people just like good good morals um, I don't know where I'm going with this that's another episode friendship yeah okay so some of his friends you know they do like sketch things but they seem like nice people I think they very rarely get together because of their schedules but I've met them them once once or twice and yeah usually i bring him around with like my friends um i think we're still in the early stages though so i feel like he hasn't been too stressed out he he does say that he's a little bit quieter meeting new people which is understandable but i think he's coming out of his shell with wanda and jordan in particular oh which is sweet but maybe it's because i like that he met them first maybe that might be what um but yeah, I think it's it's always a little bit it's always a little bit tricky with friendships. I've I'm always used to like welcoming people into like the friend group, like forcing the conversation a little bit, like <laughs> having that small talk. Like I've taken out like a friend's girlfriend out to dinner before because I was like, Oh yeah, like let's let's get to know you a little bit. A mistake. <laughs> JK, JK. For it to be on the other end, I feel like it's a little bit awkward. Like I feel like Maybe, like, they don't want me there or something. Or, like, why aren't they talking to me as much as I would talk to them? Like, mm. I don't know. It's, it's a little bit different. But I understand that, like, some people are, like, more extroverted or introverted than others. So it's okay. Because I'm still, I think, my usual self. I think also when you bring your partner around friends or um, in a more bigger social setting, like a party or something, uh, it really helps you get to know what they're like in a social situation, which is actually very important, you know, because it's not always just going to be you two. Like, you're going to meet the world. And, um, you know, one time I um, I brought someone as a plus one, and it was very uncomfortable because our levels of social energy and interaction was, did not mesh. And so that's that was yeah. really interesting. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Wanda, have you ever been in that situation? Like your significant other, like, did not match the same social energy as you? Oh, yeah, like 100%. Um, like, I didn't want to say yes for you, but I wanted you to say <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Very opposite personality. Um, like me, very extroverted, I put in quotations, and him very introverted. Um, it was just like, 
they never talked as much as I wanted them to talk kind of thing. And like, they still wanted to like always hang out with people and always wanted to like do things. But at the same time, whenever they got to that situation, they didn't really do much. And it was like, it was always very awkward. Like, so I always felt like this pressure to always be like, well, what are they doing? Like, I always had to worry, like, are they having fun? Like, and then I stopped having fun because of that. Mm. I had that same experience. And I think that, even if you don't match the same social energy, um, that's okay if you talk about it and mm-hmm. like you're like, why did you feel uncomfortable? And like open communication resolves mm-hmm. a lot of differences. Uh, but at the beginning, you're like, well, you know, indicate something. Do you think if they had like shitty friends, that would be a deal breaker? Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Wanda? Depends on where their friends are. <laughs> like if they never see them, then it's just like, <laughs> but isn't that a bigger red flag it's like if someone tells you that they don't have many close friends or they don't have friends period you're like whoa let's dig a little deeper on this if they don't have friends I think that's a huge red flag to me because I'm like I don't have the time and pressure to be your only friend too like your friend and your girl. I can't be both like we can mm-hmm. no I mean no ideally you be friend and girlfriend but you can't be the only friend mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, because then, like, who are you going to rant to when you're mad at me? Me? <laughs> yeah, ideally, actually, yes. <laughs> I mean, yes. <laughs> but it's like, I need space from you sometimes. I love having my personal sp- I love me time. Okay, it depends. Yeah, I agree with one. It depends on how shitty they are. Like, if they try to, like, kill me or something, I feel like that's pretty <laughs> shitty. Or mug me or, like, any of, like, illegal things to me. What are things you guys actively try to do to keep the relationship alive? Wanda. Can you come back to me? Okay, Kathy. <laughs> As you grow in your relationship, uh, the other person grows too. One thing that helps me visualize like a healthy relationship is knowing that there's me, there's the other person, and then there's our relationship, right? So I think nurturing uh, hobbies that we share together and then that I have and then what they have helps us move forward and grow what are things you do to try to keep the relationship alive not be a toxic person (laughs) (laughs) just actively try to do that one um like I like I it's yeah like what Kathy said is kind of vague but it's at the same time it's like I don't know anything specific outside of just like making sure that you're considerate um I guess to the other person like not like it there of course there's you but then there's like of course the relationship as Kathy said so it's like just being considerate of you them and the relationship and it's just like I don't know being a good person like I I I don't know (laughs) Maggie well I mean I'm only like three or four months in so like I feel like if the relationship's not alive right now like we should just throw in the towel (laughs) I mean okay I like to do monthly check-ins with my boyfriend. And usually around our and our monthly anniversary, I'm like, hey, just checking in. Our manager one-on-one performance <laughs> review right now. Um, what, do you, what are you happy with? What are you not happy with? What, what should we improve on here? What should we continue to do more of? I feel like that's always good. I mean, ideally, we, we continuously having those conversations. But it's, if you approach it like the corporate work structure you're always having your (laughs) weekly meetings with your manager anyways but this is your performance review now 
you know, I was just going to say, this is, I think, something that everyone should really try to do. I mean, mostly because I've talked to like friends beforehand and they're like some things in the relationship that didn't work was like miscommunication or like we didn't communicate enough. And I was like, oh, I'm not going to like play into that game. I'm going to be, I'm going to give it my all. You know, this is my first time. Like, let's, let's go all in. Let's be communicative as possible here. A funny story about that is, uh, I think in the first or second year that Kim and I were dating, I just like turned to him one night and I was like, Hey, you know, like, is there anything that I do that annoys you? You know, fully expecting him to say nothing. You're perfect. <laughs> Moving on. You know, no, he had a full list, like prepared. And it was insane. I was like, okay, let's go through that one by one. It was actually so funny. But like, I could take it. And we were, you know, we developed our communication skills. And I was, and I do agree uh, with Maggie. Like these performance reviews are important to suss out each other's like, you know, how do we work together as a couple? Because you're not perfect. No one's perfect. But we think we are. <laughs> I think like no answer will make me happy though. Like when I say like, what bothers you about me? Like, what should I improve on? And he always says, oh, nothing. But I'm like, no, tell me there has to be something. And I keep like pressing on and on. And so he says something. I'm like, oh, you really think that way? Okay. <laughs> so nothing will please me. <laughs> it's like the, oh, <laughs> he does that a lot. <laughs> what are things in the past that you guys didn't do that caused the relationship to not work? Either you or like your ex. I think just bringing up something that bugged you, you know, it just comes back to communication for me. Mm. Um, yeah, like I, I think back to one relationship that was particularly, I would say, serious. And in the first few months, okay, I just go into specifics. I post the first time we ever went Instagram official. I did it unilaterally. I was like, I like this picture. We had a good time. I'll just post it. And then I remember him being like, oh, like I thought you would talk to me about it. But he didn't make it into a big deal. And so I was like, it's fine. But I think, you know, or if I were to go back or if there were to happen again, I would dive deeper into that. Like, oh, like what do you think I should have done? Like maybe just have a conversation about it, you know, as a team. But not let the little things just kind of, get buried under the rug is my point yeah yeah and I think like the other side of that is like listening to what they say like yeah if it goes like in one year and out the next like it doesn't really help or anything like you can like I can say like oh I don't like this as much as I want but then if they never do anything about it then it's just like what am I still doing here for like you clearly don't care about my opinion enough to like value it and actually make changes to it I guess on one end it's just like I guess me forcing things that might have not really been there just because of like wanting to like continue staying with them just being able to let go a lot of things that were actually really important to me because I was just like I didn't want to deal with it didn't want to deal with the confrontation didn't want to deal with like the aftermath like wasn't sure really um like where to go so I think I like pushed forward I just like compromised on like my own morals way more than I should have. I don't have a lot of experience. I only have like kind of dating things, but I can say like why it didn't really work was because like, I feel like one of us try to change ourselves too much, like, like let things slide a lot or like try to agree with things that we didn't necessarily agree with and like change our personality a little bit too much to match them. And then afterwards you're like, whoa, what am I doing right now? And then it's like, well, nope, we're not going to, we're not compatible. I think if you let things slide for a little bit too long, it's 
it's hard to come back to it. And even like with us dating or a marriage that, you know, it's like kind of goes past the point of return. It's hard to bring it back in. But on another note, it's like when relationships end, it's not a bad thing, you know, like Mm -hmm. I, like I said, I've had a series of like six month relationships and then, you know, so at one point I was like, oh, I suck at this. But then a colleague of mine said, you know, maybe you're just insightful enough to have cut it off, you know, at a good time. You didn't let it go on for years. And I thought that was really helpful for any of you listeners out there. Yeah, that was beautiful. So how do you know when it's time to take the next step in your relationship? Wanda. Uh, you literally wrote this question yeah, right? <laughs> yes I know because I was looking for advice um <laughs> I don't know like I I don't I, I I don't know I just plan things and things happen like I <laughs> like I just say hey I want to go on vacation and it's like that's a step technically but then it's just like or like I say hey I want to move in together like so these are steps but I don't like I don't <laughs> know when like why I do it but I just like I just do it just like little things I guess in general like meeting parents going on vacation that kind of thing oh except for something serious whatever it is whatever is a major milestone in your relationship like how do you start on it how do you know when it's oh right right I think going through difficulties together really uh like, th- I think uh, that in a relationship, you'll experience difficulties together, whether it's, you know, getting stuck in a car on an icy road in the middle of nowhere, and then having to, like, resolve that, or, like, a, um, like, working through a difficult part of your relationship, like, an argument that you had, like, a really serious argument, um, and then working, it's, like, uncomfortable conversations it teaches you that the two of you are looking to work together and you have good like you work well as a team you know because not to go on a rant but I feel like a lot of movies and tv shows romanticize a relationship as being one that's like full of love and lust and it's like all this like romantic stuff but at the end of the day you're a team like you're it's really a group project forever you know and you need to be okay with the fact that this is your team member and so anything big or small you're gonna have to figure it out with them so um, I think that going through these difficulties gives you a, a hint and of uh the high likelihood of success of you working through bigger projects in the future does that make sense Mm-hmm. Three projects, meeting one-on-one reviews, guys. Yeah, it's basically like corporate. <laughs> corporate, it's capitalism. <laughs> you never know that you're gonna succeed when you take that next step, but you just have to like go in hoping and like having a good gut feeling that it's gonna work out. You know. Hmm. So. I agree with that actually, because I feel like you you never really know until you like you just you just kind of know. But I. I'm also like an overthinker. So I'm like, why aren't we doing this yet? Like, what happened? Why aren't, why are you doing this? And I either like make the first move myself or I'm like, okay, let's really reflect here. Man. What do we really want? So then I just like go with the flow kind of thing. I like to say that I go with the flow, but I don't know. I don't know if that's my, I, okay. For now, I will say I go with the flow. I will change my answer next week. 
or when we come back um try before you buy kind of thing like you can do small things to make like to be like am I ready for the big things Mm, interesting so like saying I love you like what what's the small thing there what do you mean try saying I like you and then next (laughs) week be like okay I like saying that I'll say I love you there's some things that you can't like there's some things that you I, I I don't actually I do so uh funny enough like so we have this like running joke where we always say the words like elephant shoes because elephant shoes the mouthing of it is like the same as I love you but yeah yeah, yeah so we like we just kept on saying that for a while and then like we didn't actually end up saying it until like um like I guess one day that we're like one of us became more comfortable with saying it like it just it doesn't have to be that like it could just be like the smaller things that get you more comfortable to get like going to that next step I mean it could be anything oh interesting elephant shoes is similar to I love you will you marry me is similar (laughs) to um Wilmot whoa (laughs) Uh, anyone in the comments let us know what words sound like that (laughs) Let's, let's get our boyfriend comfortable with that. I mean, JK, because like, well, I'm not ready for that yet. <laughs> um. Okay, let's talk about breakups now. How do you break up? Is there ever a right time? You know, I think when you know, you know, sometimes you're like, wow, this is not going to work. <laughs> right, Wanda? Like you were talking about that earlier. I think I like, I'm always the one that waits way too long because I'm always like, well, I can't do it around this. This is like a holiday. I can't do it around here. And like, because it's like an anniversary so I think the best months to do it are like June um the best months to do it. <laughs> it's like there's nothing there like because like any other like season right like you have Christmas you have Thanksgiving you have Halloween I mean maybe October is not that important but still Halloween um you have New Year's you have Valentine's Day you have potentially your anniversary somewhere there their birthday your birthday um so oh, many. Um, you can't like Easter weekend like I guess not, like I don't know like people celebrate that with their family and everything so there's never like I always want to be like okay like I need to try to plan it in an opportune time but of course there isn't one and like I I think it's just me being scared and like holding out to what I think is like oh they'll take it well if I do it during this time but that doesn't really happen um so I end up extending it for way longer than I should even though like I've made up my mind way sooner and like I Kathy mentioned this earlier where it's like if you're on the receiving end of that you're like well I'm gonna try to salvage this but like the other person might have thought about it for a very long time and there's no way to change their mind and their mind is absolutely made up already so it's like very hard very hard to I guess balance uh I don't think there is a right time maybe try to stick away from their birthdays um (laughs) like it, it's not maybe the best of times like or there's like a Brooklyn Nine-Nine episodes I think about this where he uh, was going to break up with her and then it was her birthday and then her mom died so then like when he ended up breaking up with her he gave her a gift receipt that was for like her like a few days before her birthday so she knew that he was going to break oh, up with yeah. her way before and so that made it so much worse yeah Terry's um ex-girlfriend yeah yeah I guess there never really is a right time to break up and I guess like it kind of sucks being on both ends I'm assuming like being the breaker upper and the break up (laughs) yeah when we were younger it was like you got dumped like that word was terrible yeah yeah. 
So the dumpy was like, ugh. So tragic. Yeah. It, it somehow makes it worse that, like, you were the person who got dumped. It's like, it's no one's fault. Yeah. But I think, like, Hollywood just makes it sound like, ha, you were undesirable, you uggo. You were dumped <laughs> by the hot person. I think it's bad on each end. Like, I think it's, like, it sucks to be the person that has to, like, break up with someone. But it also sucks mm-hmm. to be the person who gets dumped, too. Especially if it's, like, very blindsided. Mm-hmm. What do you guys usually say during a breakup? Oh my god! Get Just keep it generic if you want to, or we can skip this question. It's all good. It's not me. Like... It's you. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I feel like a unilateral breakup without a discussion is common. It's like pretty uncommon when you're older, right? Would you guys agree? Like breakups are usually a conversation about it. Like, what do you mean by, like, a unilateral? Like, give me an example. Like, uh, because Maggie's asking what words to say to dump someone, right? Like, if you just tell someone, like, it's over without any discussion, that's, like, pretty cool. But it also, I guess, depends on the duration of your relationship. I'm just thinking about more serious ones. I don't think there are a series of words that I would say are breakup words. Yeah. But don't ghost people. I I just want to say that, I guess. (laughs) I've done it and it's not fun. You ghosted a boyfriend? Oh no, not not a boyfriend, but just oh okay. In the genre of uh, yeah, no, I haven't. Oh my god, I feel like that's like the worst way to break up with them. <laughs> that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After so. like after like however much time you guys spend together, and you're gonna break up with them by ghosting them. Ooh, actually, I saw a Reddit thing about this. It was like uh, this girl like walked in on her boyfriend of five years cheating on her with her best friend. So then she, she like completely ghosted him. Like she didn't even want to have the conversation. She t- accepted a job that she was offered. She was on the fence about, she deleted her number. She told her family that she and him broke up and it wasn't good to not contact her. Like she like changed everything. So he basically could not find her and deleted all her social media and stuff. So that was like a ghosting thing that I approve of. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's like, at that point, it's just like, you know, that they're, like, what could they possibly say in that conversation that is going to make mm-hmm. you, like, oh, like, mm-hmm. I completely understand why you did this. Like, mm-hmm. oh, like, I'm going to take you back with open arms and everything. Like, there's nothing that they could say in that situation where you're, like, okay, I'm going to change my mind about this. And this mm-hmm. deserves, like, a conversation. So this question, Wanda, I know you wrote this, but I'm a little iffy. I don't understand it. Tell us about your breakups, even if they were before relationships. Because you always that- <laughs> the last part was for you, because you always say that you don't uh, have any, but there's always that like you always mention, oh, but like I've done it before we it was even anything. Oh yeah, like just like the casual like dating stage, like you're not really official, but you're just like just talking kind of thing, like the flirting stage. I want to what it's called the talking stage, the breakup and the talking stage. Before, I think my very first time, my friend Nikki, shout out Nikki, kept pressuring me. He's like, you can't ghost a guy. That's so rude. So then I texted him and I was like, hey, like I like I don't like see this moving forward. Like I like you, but I don't think like we're compatible. And I'm like, I don't, like, I don't think we're like meant for each other kind of thing. And he was like, oh, I think you're like really cool. Like I think we should still be friends though. Like we can still keep seeing each other as friends. And I was like, uh, no, I don't want to like lead you on or anything. Like, let's let's not do this. Like, I have enough friends, that kind of thing. And then I hated that conversation so much. So then moving forward, I just ghosted. 
And that was really bad of me. I am so sorry to everyone out there who I ghosted. Do you guys go through the same thing? Like when you're in the talking stages? I've ghosted many people before. I'm so sorry, but that's just how. Right? Like, do you have that conversation with them? You're like, hey, I'm like, I'm not actually that into you. I was a shitty person. So like, I like I did not. I was just like, this, like, I've not put in enough effort for this. And we have not put in enough effort. It's like, I know that it's going to suck, but it's going to be like, me breaking up with you in the flirtation stage seems very weird because there's nothing really there anyways there's nothing to really discuss and like yes I should have been a mature person and been like hey like I don't think this is going anywhere um like we should just call it off now but I did not want to text those words because I was lazy not a good person and ghosting was just so much easier and so much more popular it made you seem like the cool girl, right? Yeah. Like you power. Yeah, it did. I did have a weird power trip about it. Mm-hmm. I get it. Sorry. I feel yeah. like online dating is about ghosting, you know? Like, when yeah. I was younger and I used online dating, it's like, just like what you guys are saying, it's not formal enough to be breaking up. So, mutual ghost. Yeah, it kind of sucks. But, you know, it's a dog-eat-dog world. <laughs> yeah. But every other situation where it's actually... Oh, excuse me when it's actually been something it's always been in person i've always done it in person even when oh. maggie forced me to go on a date with someone and yeah. i had to break up with them like a day after i broke up with i them remember the story <laughs> yeah i've told it before and it. <laughs> i will keep telling it to the day i die <laughs> yeah <I've, laughs> like i've always at least tried like i've like i've bust all the way to like their city or whatever just to i guess like break up with people um it's I think they deserve to have it in person. I don't know if that's just like the movie trope in me that believes that that should be a thing, but yeah, it's usually, yeah. I feel like if you've been dating for like so long, like they deserve more than like a text or a phone. Unless you're like, sorry. It's actually funny that Wanda mentions it because I've actually only ever broken up with and been broken up with over uh, technology. (laughs) Like what? Like text call like actual call and like video call yeah never in person that would be very awkward <laughs> that's so funny wow it's a therapy session if you could go back in time would you have wanted them to break up in person not really because I'm a very like I'm a words person I I'm also not very patient so I wouldn't want to wait until you get here to like tell me in person you know so I'm okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause usually, you know, it's coming. Like if it's in person, like you kind of like, there's, there has to be like a few hints, I guess. That's like, you might know that this, like them seeing you this time might be the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It makes the goodbye a lot harder. Yeah. If it's in person. More emotional, I would say, mm-hmm. because it's just like, I guess like talking about it versus like texting about it, you become like, there's like a lot of like emotions that come out, especially if you're in like a longer term thing. Mm. yeah my relationships were not long term so maybe that's all <laughs> okay after the relationship how much time do you guys take to grieve before you like kind of accept that it's happened and then move on like what's your process I don't know I feel like I have not been the one who has been dumped since grade nine so I guess I've always processed it during the relationship 
if that makes sense. Like I've already, I've made up my mind. I knew what's going to happen. And like afterwards, yeah, like maybe I'll have like a cry sesh or whatever, but usually within a few hours, I'm pretty much over it because I, it took me the relationship, like the end of the relationship to get over it. So it's like, I was mostly okay afterwards. Well, grieving a breakup, I think uh, it's very personal. I think a timeline is kind of not useful because, you know, everyone's their unique person. I personally take so long to get over relationships, but it's okay because at the end, like, I still got over it, you know? Like, a friend of mine was struggling with a breakup and she was like, how long does it take you to get over yours? And then I thought about it and it was, they say usually it's double the duration of your relationship. But for me, it was like quadruple, like four times, you know? and or you know somewhere along there but it's okay like you're growing as a person you're rediscovering your new self and it's yeah I have a ton of YouTube TED Talks and spoken word poetry and music it's like a whole playlist and sometimes when I want to like up myself I just watch it again feel sad you know Maggie's cry list it's made it on there but it's okay because like you're it's a matter of developing your own resiliency and I think that in life you need to be resilient and this is one way to grow that skill for you in a very tough way but I mean I don't have a lot of experience to say on this but I feel like there's no proper time I guess to like take all the time you need but I've also had friends before who have taken I feel like too much time and I feel like they have grieved for like it's taken them a long time to process that the relationship ended longer than the relationship actually was because I think they get caught up in the ifs and the, the what ifs, mm. the kind of thing. So that like stresses them out even more. So while I say that take all the time you need, I still say a year, less than a year. And then, and, you know, like do, do something else. No, because like think- self-care, but also like you need to, you know, self-care means to move forward and like mm-hmm. embrace who you are, you know, and you got you broke up for a reason. You gotta, gotta move forward. Yeah, I think there's different stages of uh, moving on. Like the what ifs part, very dark. Don't stay in there for too long. Like try to get out of there as soon as you can. But other stages are fun. It's like the first time you're okay with seeing a couple on the street without wincing. The first time your friend introduces you to their partner and you don't feel like insecure about it. You know, like there's there's a lot of like micro steps to move forward with your life. And just want to clarify, let's not... <laughs> in that stage for too long that's very dark but yeah I think it's like when moving on it doesn't necessarily mean like ready for your next relationship like moving Mm -hmm. on just more so about moving on from the relationship itself like it's okay if you're like well I'm not ready to date still and like after like a year from your last relationship because like I also think it depends on how it ends as well like if it wasn't necessarily like you were broken up with and they were like something happened to them and they might end up end up passing like I think that warrants like more time and there are situations where it's like some things just end up taking longer yeah and like processing what happened yeah and like if it was traumatic working through that mm-hmm. uh, by journaling or going to see a mental health specialist things like that mm-hmm. um so kind of 
like jumping ahead but like do you guys think there is a set time between the breakup and when you can like start dating again uh i don't think it's a set time it's more of like a mentality that you should be in you know like you have to be really honest with yourself are you over the person that you just dated or the person before that like just really be honest with yourself because you don't want to bring any dirty laundry into the new one just gets way too messy and that other person doesn't deserve that and they they don't even know about it you know like let them let you guys like figure out your other obstacles like there's gonna be other obstacles you know don't let you be the one bringing that in and yeah I think that's the main thing just mentally you're ready for a committed relationship I think there's like this thing where if you like however long your relationship was like and then put that into months or something so if you're like or like and then have it or whatever so if you were together for like seven years then you have seven months like you should wait like at a minimum like three and a half months before you move on kind of thing and like I don't know where I heard that from <laughs> that sounds very little <laughs> <laughs> but like that's apparently like a thing some people use that they're like well like I need to wait this long or I need to wait until this person has been single for this long I guess before I can consider a relationship with them because otherwise you're not over their ex if you really want a clear-cut timeline (laughs) so do you guys have any like lessons learned from your breakups like learned about yourself learned about like what you were like in relationships how did you apply your new learnings it's weird because I think I learned things from myself in the relationship as well myself from the breakup process you know for from the relationships just learning about um learning how to communicate better and like what type of people I am or I'm not interested in dating in my future and then learning things from the breakups for me like I learned a lot about how I process pain and like my ability to move on okay Wanda how about you um no I'm perfect (laughs) from the relationship like I figured out what I like and I don't like in a partner I figured out more so about like myself um too like how I am in a relationship I like it it's hard to think back and reflect and be like what did I do wrong kind of thing in like a relationship where it's like when you blame the other person it's hard to think back about what you did wrong so it's like I don't know maybe like I enabled the behavior I didn't like stand up for myself like things like that I guess kind of thing I let things slide for like too much like it's weird to say those things because these they sound like very passive things that like you don't like it's not things that you're like actively doing and it's like yes they're bad but also like you're not the one who I guess like caused the problems I don't know but like I'm just perfect (laughs) yeah I'm not trying to like like I that's not what I'm trying to say I guess like um at Nicholas don't take that that way um (laughs) it's just like it's hard (sighs) knowing what you like and you don't like from the relationship I think that's like every single relationship you have you start to like discover more and more about yourself and more and more Mm -hmm. about what you like and then from the breakup I guess it's more about like I I don't know emotional maturity I guess like I found out that I could confront people more easily like maybe that I guess maybe like cascading of like because because I wanted to avoid conflict so often that I think I try would try to like avoid the like the talk kind of thing like the ultimate talk that would lead to a breakup or something so maybe knowing that like I'm stronger than I actually am 
finally got there. I also wanted to add about the confrontational conversations because I know on this podcast you guys talk about being confrontational or lack of there, like lack of it. I think like dating has really taught me how to have these hard t- conversations, you know? You know, that these are opportunities that allow you to advocate for yourself, articulate an issue and kind of listen to their feedback on it, you know? Like I didn't like it when you did this and then like confront it because I used to be so bad at it. Like my first relationship, I would just sit there in front of them and then like just like totally my thumbs, like knowing something on my mind that I wanted to bring up, like, you know, you made me feel dumb or I didn't, you know, uh, but my partner would look at me and be like, what's up? Like, you know, and I, they needed, they had to wait like five minutes for me to just start talking because it's uncomfortable because I think us girls, Asian girls, we're socialized to be nice and accommodating and not like what's that like cause waves but when something bothers you like that bothers me and if you let it go on you know that's going to be the end of the relationship if you're not communicating right so anyway I would say props to relationships for teaching me how to communicate and be an advocate so now I'm a lawyer (laughs) going to be not yet 100% I would say like there has been like so many times where I can think back to where I'm like upset or something and I just don't talk about it because I'm like well, I know this is going to lead to something that I don't want to like get into kind of thing, even though it really bothered me. I just like would like hold my tongue. And even now, I think I still suffer from it a little bit. Like before, it'd probably be like at least a lag of like a, a few days before I could like even yeah. start to talk about it. But now it's only like maybe like a few minutes or like at worst, like it's a couple of hours where I have to like think about and like process my emotions first. And like I have to do that by myself when like it's something that's like upsetting me. So it's like, mm-hmm. I think because of like relationships, I think I've gotten a lot better at that. And then like, I guess the relationship itself has benefited from that as well, because like the other person, like you can quickly correct something and it doesn't fester. And like, you don't get like, this becomes the what if thing kind of too, because it's like, um, mm-hmm. like you start thinking about it like more and more in your head and the, it, the more it festers into something worse and like it could have been solved by like just having a quick conversation. I resonate with all this. Like even though I'm like new in my relationship, I feel like <laughs> it takes me a while to like even get to the confrontation part. Like my strategy is I got to think about it. And then I get to the point where I overthink. And then I'm like, hey, I confide in like a few people. I'm like, hey, is this like normal? Like, am I overreacting right now? Am I going crazy? And then I get people's opinion on it. And then, oh, Kathy's thing was journal. So I did that one for my first kind of disagreement with my boyfriend. That actually really helped me a lot. And then I just like made a list of things. And I was like, hmm, what really annoys me here? Like, what what am I unhappy about? And I kept pressing why. So I didn't really bother anyone in that process. Um, so yeah, there's like different things. But yeah, definitely like confrontation is like very difficult for me too. And I feel like maybe because I'm a, maybe because like girls are taught differently. Like you're taught like guys like you more when they make the first move or kind of thing. So it's like, huh, do they, do they even like me? Why? And I overthink a lot. And I'm like, why am I always the one making the first move? Why do I have to be the one to have this conversation? Why am I the one bringing up all the stuff that we confront each other about? Why is it always me? Why isn't it him? I think it's funny. 
about like the five why like you kept on pressing yourself why because like in business school there's like that whole thing about the five whys and it's just like you so you have a line and then you ask why so you dig deeper and deeper until you get to the root cause of it which is like the end oh. of the five whys yeah oh is that God. what you're trying to do <laughs> in my brain <laughs> wait Maggie you also said that dating is like networking right it's all mm-hmm. starting to make sense now Damn, I got some deep-rooted issues. How do you know you're ready to move on? And what advice do you have for our listeners out there when they're trying to move on? You know what? Let's do, like, how you know it's time to start dating. I think that's that's interesting, too. Keep it spicy. To keep it light. I guess, like, you just find people attractive again. You have that feeling of, like, you want to flirt with someone. And um, the first few times won't be successful, probably. You'll be kind of rusty. And then, but it's like, I think, letting yourself be vulnerable again uh, and not pushing yourself to that stage, but you're like, I'm ready to get hurt again. <laughs> or like, you know, I'll be okay. I'll, I can get myself out of it. If I do get hurt uh, is a good sign. Yeah. From the other side of that as well. I think it's like knowing that you've worked on yourself as much as that you can work on, I guess. Like you think mm-hmm. that you're like, you know what? Like I've gone through all these improvements, like I'm happy with myself, like I'm happy with who I am like as a single person. So now I'm like, I can find someone who I can be happy with, like in a relationship kind of thing. So like, I think the most important part is like, you are, I guess, improved, I guess, I don't know, like you have gotten there yourself, and then you're not relying on someone else to give you that happiness again. How do you feel about going into like a potential breakup into the future not necessarily I'm saying with like with Nicholas or something just like how do you feel about it I feel prepared yeah do you feel prepared I don't think anything will ever really prepare me for a breakup I'll be honest yeah I think it's still gonna like destroy me there's this TikTok going around where it's like this will either be the biggest no this will this relationship will either head into marriage or will be the worst heartbreak of my life and I really resonate with that. And I'm very concerned because I'm only like three or four months in. And I'm like, this is like the first relationship. I guess this is how it feels. Yeah. That's when I was going through my first breakup, my friend was like, don't worry. It's going to get worse next time. Like the next breakup. And I was like, how does this help? But it kind of does, you know, puts it into perspective, like what you're going through right now. It's not that bad. The second part was kind of scary, <laughs> but it was true. <laughs> Wait, you found like the next one, like all the breakups were like kept getting worse and worse or like you found it was like the same like same amount of heartbreak or like it got easier it actually did get worse (laughs) you know the first breakup like high school relationship very superficial when I broke up I cried next day it was fine like you not that quick but you know like relatively but then as you get older um you know the relationship gets more serious they meet more people of your social world where it's like whether it's family, friends, you know, relatives, and it just gets like more difficult to say goodbye. Um, but yeah, but your ability to overcome the earlier ones prepares you for the next one, you know, and like, you're just, you're always improving, growing, hopefully. Nick, do me a favor and break up with me now to make it <laughs> easy for me. <laughs> okay okay don't do that do you feel the same too Wanda you feel like it it got worse after each breakup or it got easier I mean I would say like it obviously got worse because like like the period of time 
like of mm. the relationship got much longer like exponentially so I think like it's much harder to break up with someone or get dumped by someone who um you've been with for a long time versus being with someone for like a few months kind of thing because like your lives become so intertwined with each other and you're like oh I'm basically like losing this part of my life mm-hmm. which is not always a bad thing mm-hmm. well what's your question of the week yeah have you ever been dumped <laughs> What do you say during a breakup? How can we perfect our breakup scenario? Should Maggie have be doing like a fake breakup simulation on this podcast? Role play. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, I'll be Nick. Break up with me. <laughs> uh, it's not me. It's you. Um, I think though that this will be our. Wanda, correct me if I'm wrong. This will be our last podcast for the next month. We are taking a one month hiatus. Yeah. So mm-hmm. when Maggie mentioned at the beginning that she is literally not free any weekend in August, <laughs> uh, this was planned. <laughs> um, so it's my birthday month, and you know, I just got to celebrate my birthday for an entire month. So which is why we needed to take a hiatus. I'm kidding. It's usually only a week. <laughs> Anyways, so yeah, this is the last episode for until September I guess and then we actually have a very special episode planned for when we come back so uh stay tuned for those and in the meantime like us and follow us on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast like us and follow us on social media TikTok Instagram and Twitter and join us for the beginning of September for another episode of apologetically me or maybe never again oh <laughs> Thank you, Kathy, again for joining us. We really appreciate it. We love your advice and candor. Bye. Thanks. Love you. Bye. Bye.